Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Goodwill Meditation Group webinar. Today is January 29th, 2020, and my name is Michael. I'm here with my co-host, Dominic Dibble, and we would both like to extend a warm welcome to all of you, and especially those of you who are joining us for the first time. Um, as most of you have surmised, this webinar is continuing to meet on the last Wednesday of each month, uh, moving forward into the new year. However, it's important to keep in mind that this Goodwill Meditation Group, in fact, meets each Wednesday at noon to mobilize the energy of goodwill so that this potent and powerful energy might find a fuller and more, a fuller expression through humanity. And this webinar provides a platform to support the Goodwill Meditation Group, introduce new members to its work, and we invite all who join in this webinar each month to participate each week and link up subjectively with this group at noon on Wednesday in their own time zone. You can use the same meditation that we used here today, and if you need access to that meditation, you can simply email us at worldsgoodwill.newyork at lucistrust.org. I believe that's the correct address, and if it's not, Dominic will correct me by putting the correct email address into the chat box. But before we begin, let us um, align ourselves with a short visualization followed by the mantram that, appear, that will appear on your screens. Visualize the worldwide group of all those in whom the energy of goodwill is active. See them as points of light scattered throughout the planet. See strands of lighted goodwill connecting these points of light into a unified network. See this network radiating the energy of goodwill throughout the entire planet.
May the power of the one life pour through the group of all true servers. May the love of the one soul characterize the lives of all who seek to aid the great ones. May we fulfill our part in the one work through self-forgetfulness, harmlessness, and right speech. So after our meditation today, Dominic will be leading us in a group discussion about the problems of humanity, and specifically in the context of the book by Alice Bailey, which is titled The Problems of Humanity. One of the main premises of this book is that goodwill, motivated by right relationship, holds the key to the solution of most, if not all, of humanity's biggest problems. And this sounds a bit idealistic, perhaps, until you understand that goodwill and right relationship have a strong mental component, and that love permeates the mind as well as the heart, and that divinity, which is essentially the goodness that underlies all forms, can and does act. And in one sense, goodwill, you could say, is the objective expression of pure goodness, that of that life that permeates all forms. Goodwill is thus the foremost expression of life itself, you could say. It exists in all relationships that carry a note of true love, that is, intelligent love, expressed with reason and an understanding of the relationship between the whole and all its parts. Goodwill is love in action. And by mobilizing this energy, we provide an environment in which humanity's biggest and most seemingly intractable problems can be solved. So let us now begin with our goodwill meditation. Link up in thought with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Goodwill Meditation Group.
reflect upon the fact of relationship. with your family, with your community, with your nation, with the world of nations. with the one humanity made up of all races and nations. Use the mantra of unification. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail 
let all people love. Reflect upon your own and humanity's relationship with all beings who dwell in the higher realms of mind and heart. The spiritual hierarchy of saints, rishis, bodhisattvas and masters honored by all the world's religions and spiritual groups. Imagine that you are standing together within the center of the spiritual hierarchy, immersed in the consciousness of the heart of love. For some, this heart of love is known as the Christ. Other faiths have other names for the one at the center, such as Maitreya, the Imam Mahdi, and the Kalki Avatar. Maintaining that high point of contact, let your thoughts reach out to include all members of the human family in whom the energy of goodwill is active.
silently use the affirmation. In the center of all love I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the energy of love flowing from the hierarchy through the men and women of goodwill and into the hearts and minds of all people, infusing them with goodwill in creating loving and harmonious human relationships. Meditate on ways of spreading goodwill, creating right human relationships, and restoring peace on earth.
realize that you are helping build a channel between the spiritual hierarchy and humanity through which the energy of goodwill may flow, uniting humanity, solving its problems, and healing all differences and cleavages. linked in thought with all men and women of goodwill throughout the world, say the great invocation. Say it with deliberation and full commitment to its meaning, knowing that you are radiating its potent energies to humanity. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love, within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center, which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
Thank you everyone for your participation. I'm now gonna turn the uh, webinar over to Dominic, who will lead us in a discussion on the problems of humanity. Dominic, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? I can't seem to hear you, Dominic. Um, oh, I unmuted myself. I don't know if anybody else can hear him. Oh, I'm sure myself is unmuted. So... Oh, <clears throat> other people in the chat are saying they can hear me. <laughs> yeah, lots of people seem to think they can hear me. <laughs> okay, there I can hear you now, Dominic. Sorry about that. Okay, good. Okay. Right, okay. I, I guess everybody else could hear you but me, so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the pill that coming from from running the the technical side of things, Michael. You have you have many things to attend to, and probably something that you know you press the button somewhere or something. Uh, I just just thought I would before before I get started. I just noticed that somebody actually has their hand raised. Um, should I unmute them? Is that how it works? Did you hear me, Michael? Sorry. I can't hear you now, Michael. Are you there? Uh, yes, I'm here, Dominic. Yeah, you can just so, Marie Jose Beek. Yeah, I'm just going to mute you, Marie. Um, do you do you have something you want to say? Hello. It could be that the hand was accidentally raised. So yes, that's that's okay. possible. Perhaps if you want if you want to see something, you could, you could add something to the chat. Anyway, let's let's get we'll we'll we'll, we'll wait and see if there's anything else that Marie wants to say. But at the moment, let's get going with our topic, which, as you can see, <clears throat> is right relations and the problems of humanity. Now, I'm guessing that some people, but maybe not all people who are uh, participating today um, are familiar with the book, Problems of Humanity, which was written by Alice Bailey. Um, now, it's, it's slightly different from uh, many of our other books in that it, it really does focus upon Specifically, well, the clues in the title, what, what the problems are that humanity currently, and she was writing at the time, actually, um, as it says in the, in the introduction, the, the first edition um, was actually chapters that were based on seven basic problems of humanity that were published in pamphlet form between October 1944 and December 1946. So we're talking about obviously a very, very problematic period of history. Um, and um, so the problems as they're stated in the book are ones that um, are not quite, this, or don't appear in quite the same way, but they are, they are, they, they have this very similar um, dynamics and the, the, the principles behind them are similar. In fact, 
as it says in the introduction, the, you know, the conditions that existed during and immediately after the war years, 1939 to 1945. <clears throat> and then in 1953, there was a second edition, which it, it left out some, some of the material which had become basically outdated because I believe that the first, that as I said, there were seven problems and actually there are only six problems in the, the second edition because the first problem I think had to do specifically with the physical uh, destruction of the war. And obviously that was a huge, it was a massive issue that n needed to be dealt with, which had spiritual implications, but it was, it was primarily a physical problem. Um, and that was omitted because by 1953, it was felt that that side of things had been was already in progress and, and in process. So that led to the subject matter being reduced to six problems, um, and which continue were which were continued to be relevant since 1953, and indeed have continued to be relevant right up until now, 2020. Now, obviously, the way in which the problems are discussed in the book are, you know, th th there is a historical dimension to it, and it's clear that certain aspects of it are somewhat outdated, but the book has continued to be in, in, in uh, published in its present form because the principles that underlie uh, the ways in which those problems are addressed still continue to be relevant. They are still, uh, so that's why the, 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 the Lucis Trust has continued to maintain the publication of, of the book. Um, and, and actually, as it says, again, in the introduction, there are, there, are, there are bound to be variations and extensions of those problems. And that's one of the things that... Um, I think it's quite important to reflect on and to discuss um, today because obviously the world now does face certain issues which are not quite the same as they were then. And perhaps the most obvious of those ones is that the wrong relations with the other kingdoms of nature, which has obviously led to the enormous ecological and climate challenges that we now face. So, I'd just like to um, also reflect upon what, what, what are the causes of those problems, um, because there are six problems and let, let's talk about what those actually are because then there's, I keep saying problems, problems, problems and it's better to actually actually focus on what are the ones that were set out in the original book. Um, and the first one is the psychological, well it was originally called psychological rehabilitation and uh, it's it's been slightly altered now, not in the book, but in the study sets, which is another thing I should have mentioned, is that the books, the book itself um, has a, a number of study sets which World Goodwill um, publishes and is in the process of, we're currently in the process of thinking about ways to 
uh, revise and renew these study sets. And that this is one of the reasons that we've decided that we want to talk about them in the webinar, because again, you know, it's, it's always good to reflect upon and, and get as many perspectives as possible. Uh, I, would, I would like to add, I do want, if people want to, to chip in at any point, they want to say something, then the process is fairly simple. You, there's a thing where you can click on and, and raise your hand, and then we'll unmute you and you can say something, or you can add something in the chat if you want to contribute something. So these study sets, which flow out from the book, they are based upon or are inspired by <clears throat> the problems which are highlighted in the book. So to get, what are the problems? Let's get to those problems. So psychological rehabilitation or renewal of the nation. So if, if you can imagine it, obviously, after the war, um, the trauma um, of the war, of the World War, um, was enormous in many countries. And it, in a sense, you know, uh, you could think almost as, as if the nations were shell-shocked um, to a degree, suffering from what's now called post-traumatic stress disorder. So obviously there were, and, and then of course, in the aftermath of the war was that there, there was the, the issue of how communism played out on the European continent. And, you know, that obviously had implications for whether how those, those issues got addressed and whether there was e they were even able to be addressed. So there was a whole issue of what does it mean to be that nation now? Um, and as you can, as one as one could imagine, because nations themselves are far more long lived than individuals, also the process of actually addressing these problems are is more difficult and more a more subtle issue, perhaps you could say. So that's something that uh, that's one issue that obviously stemmed from the war, but was present before the war as well. And and, and to some extent, the war uh, perhaps helped to clarify those issues. But people are still nations are still grappling with that that issue of what does it mean to be a nation, and that's. Another thing that um, perhaps it'd be good to say at this point is that um, what we're hoping to do over the next um, few broadcasts is to look uh, a bit more closely at each of these issues and each of these uh, problems and reflect upon them and invite your thoughts upon them and discuss them. So that's... The first problem, psychological renewal, psychological rehabilitation. The second problem, um, it was originally titled the problem of the children. And again, obviously, in the, direct, in the immediate aftermath of the war, that would have been a huge problem because of uh, the, the parents, the disruption of families, and the migration and all sorts of issues and the children being. But now, um, and of course, those issues still exist in parts of the world where there are still conflicts raging and uh, families get disrupted because of those those uh, 
issues. The way in which Walga Will now frames it is children, youth and education. And obviously education is a massive issue. It's, it's, it's one of the issues of, you know, one of the core issues that humanity faces is that what does educate, what does proper, real, soul-infused education mean in an era where we have these extremes of polarization and inequality and how do we educate youth to become world citizens, not just citizens of their own country, their own little clique, but citizens who can understand the responsibility of being somebody who lives to and for the world. So that's a, a huge issue for everybody, and we, and we can begin to see th signs of that playing out, interestingly, in the, in the climate change debate and how children are actually leading that to some degree. Uh, it's a very intriguing one that would be interesting to talk about. The next issue, the next problem, is that of capital labour and employment. Uh, again, this, well, in, 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 in essence, it's the economic organisation of the planet and how, how, how um, resources are allocated and how those resources are worked upon by, by labour and how humanity itself is productively trans acting to transform the, the planet in, in various ways and the relationships between the different um, elements of the economy. And again, that's a, a massive problem. In fact, the Wagga Will newsletter, um, the most the, the the last but one was on the dignity of labour, which was celebrating the hundredth anniversary of the International Labour Organisation, which pre-existed the UN. Uh, it was actually originally part of the uh, the League of Nations, but then it became part of the UN, and it's that's why it's actually older than the UN. Curiously enough. Um, and then the, the next problem that was considered by the, the Tibetan to be of real significance is the problem of, well, he called it the problem of the racial minorities. I think we would probably nowadays talk about just the problem of the minorities of all kinds. Um, because there are obviously other ways in which a group can be identified as being a minority, and a minority in the sense of disadvantaged relative to uh, other majorities, shall we say. Um, so that's, um, again, obviously that's not an issue that's gone away. It's one that humanity is beginning, I think, tentatively to deal with in certain, in certain places and at certain times, but it's not one that's... Um, Gone away, um, and then there's uh, the, the the next problem was the problem of now it's called the problem of the churches in the book, but in fact, again, Walker Will has extended the idea to be the problem of the churches and organised religion. Now, why is that a problem? Now, that's that's an interesting one to reflect on. 
And it's here that um, I think that the it almost requires um, some willingness to accept the esoteric worldview uh, before it can be set in its proper context. And I just, I just like at this point um, to, because I've been talking for quite a while, um, I just like at this point to uh, ask Michael if he'd like to reflect a little bit on that particular issue of the problem of the churches and organized religions and how, how he would describe it and how he would see it in the esoteric context. Um, I don't have any particular thoughts on the problem of the churches and the problems of the religions really other than to say that I, I think from an esoteric perspective, it's, uh, you know, we're told you can't put new wine into old wineskins. And I think there is, uh, the churches are, you know, it's a, it's a very conservative form tending towards the conservative and it's a, and it's a form that needs to be updated because, I think there's been so much social and so much transformation in human consciousness over the past even just 100 years. And most of the religious forms are much, much older than that. So I think there's a new sort of consciousness that's coming into humanity and a new relationship to divinity, a new relationship to God, into that which is... Um, you know, that, that sort of, that presence that underlies all things. And humanity conceive of it very, very differently. And so I think the, there's, there's just a need for the churches themselves to, to update and to take on new forms. And perhaps in some cases that may mean um, crisis, um, but not necessarily so. I think I would agree with pretty much everything you said there, Michael. Um, I just wonder if there's anyone from the, our audience out there in internet land who would like to share any thoughts on that. Um, so, oh, yes, I see a hand. Let us, let us unmute this person here. Mr. Steve Nation, you are live. Hi, Dom. Hello. Hello. So, I... Uh, it's interesting reflecting on this problem of um, organized religion. And I agree, Michael, um, I agree with your thoughts. To me, the essence of the problem is that the shift that's happening within religion from a sense of separateness, and the religions offer a, a way, particularly for the vast bulk of human beings, a way of relating to the divine and the sacred. Um, and the problem, the essential problem within organized religion is the problem of separateness. My way is the only way. And where we can see the one of the most positive signs of the awakening of a new human spirit, to my way of thinking, is how religion, organized religion in particular, is opening up in a whole host of ways to a sense of the one human spirit in relation to divinity. Um, and it's a really critical issue. It, it, it's, it's much bigger than um, the esoteric community. The hugely organized 
um, programs of interfaith dialogue and activity that reflect the fact that a new religious spirit is emerging. So to me, this is really, it's like we call it a problem. Um, all these problems, we call them problems. And the reason that DK focused on these problems is that that is the point where evolution is most vibrantly happening. It's where Aquarius is most energetically coming into incarnation as human beings break through the glamours of separation and separateness that are, that are at the heart of all of the problems and begin to think through the thought forms of solution, to, to think through the ideas for a new Aquarian humanity and to anchor those ideas in human experience, human activity, organized activity. And in religion, you see both the seriousness of the problem, we see it's very well displayed, um, and at the same time, we see the dynamism of the will as a new religious spirit emerges. So there you go, just a thought. Very eloquently expressed. Uh, and I think, again, uh, that uh, you've summed up something that's uh, important, as you say, that it's it, th these are areas that, that um, well, Again, the use of the word problem. Some people may have a problem with the use of that word. Um, I, I just, I just, you know, out of curiosity, I had a quick look at the etymological dictionary. And it turns out that it, uh, originally the word problem wasn't so much one that meant something that can't be solved or it seems almost impossible to solve. It just simply meant something that has emerged or something that needs to be dealt with. Um, and it's, it is, as you say, it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's those areas where the, the spearhead of evolution of the spirit is emerging and the Aquarian um, consciousness is emerging. And which leads us on to the, the, the last of the problems which are mentioned in the book, as, which is the problem of international unity. And again, um, that's something that uh, it seems to be, it's become more intense um, over the last decade or so. It, 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 there, was a, there was a period since the, the founding of the UN where international unity seemed to be working for, for a while. Um, perhaps because of um, well, it's difficult to say exactly why, but it, it, perhaps because of the trauma of the war, people felt that they, they, they really did need to pull together. And now there's, there is perhaps a sense that, that the immediacy of that uh, um, impulse has, has somehow lost momentum. And it's it is it's something, for example, that um, I, I was at a meeting where uh, the Secretary General of the UN, Antonio Guterres, um, was addressing the, the legacy of Kofi Annan, and and you could you could sense from him and from uh, Amina Mohammed, who was there as well, that 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 uh, there is a worry, there is definitely a worry about that issue of 
whether international, uh, the ways in which we tackle problems internationally and uh, is becoming more difficult and more uh, subject to individual nations' whims or desires. So it's, it's an issue that has once again sort of reared its head, I think. And so these are, these are the, the six issues. Now, what, what, why should we study them? What, what, why? The question is, is it somehow, uh, how, how does it effectively help us to build right human relations to study these issues? And I think that's um, a question I'd like to just gently toss to Michael <laughs> and see, see if he has any thoughts on that. Could you, it just cut out a little, Dominic. Could you just repeat the question, the last question oh, you posed? Sorry. Well, but, 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 sorry, basically that um, the question one, one might ask as a, as a, as a student of uh, the Ageless Wisdom or as, as an esotericist is, well, what, why should one study these problems? What, what is, um, what is there in these issues and these problems that is something that a, a spiritually uh, interested person or motivated person should reflect upon? Right. So I think, I think what's most profound about the Tibetan's book actually is that it really looks at, at specific problems. These are real problems, but they're, and they have some sort of physical manifestation, but they're actually problems of consciousness. And mm-hmm. I think when you understand these problems as problems of, of, of the evolution of human consciousness, then the solution makes much more sense. And these sort of intractable sort of problems, you know, like making nations cooperate, for instance, like how intractable does that actually seem? You know, it seems almost impossible at times. Um, but, but if you look at it as a, as sort of what's really needed to transform that or to solve that problem is for human consciousness to evolve, to rise up out of itself in order to solve that problem, then it kind of makes more sense that these problems are in a sense like opportunities for us to sort of rise above our present state of um, our present state of where humanity is and has been for the past several you know, for the entire Piscean age, which is really the age of the, you know, the us versus them paradigm, which is the, the sort of, you know, even in the field of religion during the Piscean age, it was always, you know, it was man or humanity and then God, and they were very separate. And, you know, sometimes God was uh, kind of uh, wrathful, wrathful God, but I mean, that's sort of irrelevant. But, but what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, is that we study these these problems of humanity, not to get caught up in the specifics of each problem, but to sort of recognize and to really, and my sense is actually a building of faith that when you look at this, when you look at this problem, this seems intractable and you say, well, how, how can it be solved? You know what? And there's really, there's almost in some ways there's the, the raising of human consciousness is really the only solution actually to a lot of these problems. And and I, th- and I think as sort of students of, you could say, not all of us are students of the ageless wisdom or would consider us ourselves that way, but for all of us who are definitely devoted to goodwill, 
who want to spread goodwill, who want to love humanity more and to spread the love of humanity. I think if we look at those problems and their solutions from that perspective, then it makes more sense. And I think having, instead of just being totally, totally in the abstract and having some sort of definitive problem like okay well we have these nations aren't cooperating it's creating world unrest you know how can we solve that and then just looking at sort of the where does human consciousness fit into that the problem of education for instance how does how does the raising of consciousness fit into that how do we make people you know that, that love more not just not just more intelligent you know but how can they be how can they love with intelligence how can they be intelligent with love and that sort of that sort of thing well, I think that's um, a really, really good answer. It uh, really um, helps to frame the the context for the, the, the discussions which will be coming in the next few months. Um, I just, I'd, I'm just going to share from Clint Galvin uh, in the chat. He says, I think of all the problems of humanity, the one that has come the closest to being solved is the problem of the children. The children of the world are less separative in their thinking than when I was a child. This attitude will lead to solving the racial, nationalistic, and religious differences we faced in the past. Children are leading the way and are the hope of the future. Thank you, Clint. And I think it, it once again re-emphasizes the importance and the, the key importance of, of um, a spiritually motivated education, one that really enables people to think of themselves as somehow responsible not just for themselves and for their local communities but for as having that wider responsibility of being a steward of the planet and how we can uh, help them to um, acquire that get 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 some sense of that and I, I think there are many there is a lot to be hoped for and here's somebody else uh, or, uh, two more comments, actually. Education includes not only mental and, or, and other forms, but also the spiritual self. Indeed, this aspect has often been left out of education replaced by materialism, which is why um, that's from Marian Lowe. Thank you, Marian. Um, to what was why the, the Alice Bailey emphasized the, the, the key importance of including the spiritual dimension of education. And here's one from a comment from Maria Caligari. A quote I heard at the United Nations High Level Forum World, Educa World Education Day last week was from Kofi Annan, shows this idea of consciousness bridge building. The quote is, I love this one, education is peace building by another name. Indeed. Thank you, Maria. I'm just I'm just looking at the time, Michael. We seem to have been running a little bit short. Um, can we go beyond an hour? Or is that um, yeah? What would you? I think. I mean, it's up to you. I, th I think. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably go on for another five or ten minutes. Obviously, people will will have their their own their own schedules, and you know, some people may have to leave. But I think we can probably go in for a few more minutes at least. So. Um, so we basically stated what the what the problems are, and if you would like to have a look at the World Go Well study sets as they currently exist, um, you can go to the World Go Well homepage, um, and then, curiously enough, we're we're we're, we're really good at this sort of thing. Where 
what there, there is a there is a, ta- uh, a link on the Wagawa homepage. You know, it's wagawa.org, and then it's there's a link which is creative thinking on world problems, and that's the um, the section which deals with it. And there are places. There's a place there where you where you can either uh, read the the PDFs. Thanks, Michael. Um, on online, or you can download them. You can print them yourself, or you can uh, ask us to send you printed copies. And again, the the, the problems of humanity, is, as I stated on the on the website, they're framed slightly differently. And as I said uh, near the beginning, we are we're currently re-examining these problems. Um, and thinking about different ways in which we could present them and different ways in which we could um, share them with uh, the Goodwill audience and find ways for that. Because as, um, as I think most of what we've been saying um, uh, underlines is that, that it's one of the most significant challenges facing humanity that you know we basically need to establish find ways to establish right human relations which is the core of our uh, the google meditation between people and between nations so we need to find ways of dissolving without hopefully too much pain um these uh, separative ways of thinking that we've have somehow become established through um, through history and through the processes of evolution that, that um, certain energies have. And it's probably, again, it's one of these it's things that's a little bit, it's, it's like any uh, spiritual evolution, as it were, in the individual case. The individual has to become individualized and to a certain extent has to learn the lessons of being selfish and being separative and being materialistic. Obviously, everyone goes through that those different stages, and you know, I'm sure we haven't all, all left them behind either yet. We all still slip and fall and make mistakes that involve you know separative thinking. Um. I see a suggestion from Marianne McLean here. I would suggest the study of destiny of nations alongside problems of humanity to get a deeper picture of the topic. Indeed, that would be a, a very interesting uh, supplementary study, and, that, and it would also it would obviously help reflection on two uh, two in particular the problems, which are the psychological renewal and international unity. Um, so yes, that's absolutely true. That would help. And indeed, um, um, well, most of the other books of, of, of Alice Bailey have got elements which include that education, the new age is obviously relevant to children. Um, and of course, there's reference to the new world religion in the books as well. And materialism and enlightened materialism. So it's not as if, all of the ish, all of the problems of humanity are contained only in the book Problems of Humanity. They are very much addressed in the other books of Alice Bailey, just not quite as explicitly labelled and as explicitly identified as such. Um, 
but it's it's finding the ways to reflect on how these issues of separativeness and selfishness and materialism can be dissolved on a world scale, not just with the individual. Now, one of the ways in which the indiv- we can contribute to that is is through our own individual work on ourselves, dissolving those um, particular issues and finding ways to redeem them. Uh, so, in, in in essence, it's 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 simply taking the, the lessons that we've learned, or hope, or hoping to take the lessons that we've learned in the individual case and in the group case, if we're involved in groups as well, and apply that lesson more widely. How can we help the processes which are going on in the world? Um, which are helping to heal these problems on a national scale and an international scale. Um, I'm just wondering if you if you get anything you'd like to add at this point, Michael, before we sort of start winding things up. I would just say to add on what you just said, Dominic, is that um, there's a lot people can do even in their local community to spread goodwill, and so many people are already doing this. Um, in terms of our work with the Goodwill Meditation Group, I just want to remind everyone that this group, in fact, does meet every Wednesday at noon in your local time. And you can link up with this group just by simply doing the meditation. And if you feel inclined to, you could even share this information with others in your community. You could gather and form groups or units of Goodwill and um, join together to do the meditation whenever you'd like, or even you know engage in some sort of community service as you're inspired to as a result of this meditation. And that can happen in, you know, so many, many different forms that of course we can't really suggest what that would be, but um, meditation is definitely a, a potent method of, of service and of spreading goodwill and it inspires action. I think so many people are acting today, especially the climate crisis or the ecological problem of ecological crisis, which we didn't really talk much about, but is definitely a a major problem in our world today as well. And there's always ways that we can address any of these problems in our local community. I'd just like to add on to that, uh, what Michael was saying about the importance of meditation. In fact, the, um, the problems of humanity study sets also contain, um, a specific medi- specific meditations which are have their own key, uh, seed thoughts for when one is reflecting upon these specific um, issues or problems so there you go uh, and it's something that's very it's also emphasized within the course that obviously that the, the, the me- because one is seeking to establish a point of view which is as uh, disinterested dispassionate compassionate, detached as possible. Um, that meditating upon the problem itself is helpful. And it's helpful in the creative building of thought forms of solution. And that's what we hope to do with uh, all of the work that we do uh, with Walga Will and with the Lucis Trust. So I think that's probably a good time to wind up and thank you to everyone for participating um 
and we will see you next month and we will probably be discussing next month the psychological renewal of the nations in a little bit more detail than we have today. Michael, do you have anything to finally close? No, let's just end with a moment of silence. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.